1: Hello Lion Game fans, Bing is for doing and we are doing another after show for The Lion Game Season 2, Episode 5. And I know we've kind of combined episodes in the past just because of scheduling conflicts, but this is all about Episode 5. What do you think of it? Oh, well, I should introduce us first. Uh, (laughs) I'm Kathy Kelly and of course sitting across from me
2: is Danica Kennedy. And so Danica, what did you think about tonight's episode? A lot of things are starting to unravel everyone's you know getting warmer to figuring out what everything is which was kind of what we predicted Mm -hmm. but some things didn't go as predicted so it was definitely interesting i'm
1: glad that we're finally kind of piecing together this puzzle of i mean we we knew for a while that rebecca was sutton's mother and emma's mother but Emma had no idea, and we just wanted her to find out, and finally tonight she did. Um, but let's dive right into the episode. First topic I want to talk about is Mads and Jordan, and they're kind of like the Romeo and Juliet. Like, they can't really technically be together, but they want to be. But they have
2: intense chemistry, and they yeah. both want to be, but they know it's wrong, so they're not doing it. Uh huh. But the whole thing about that is we don't know Jordan's story, so... We need to figure that out before we decide if that's a good idea for Mads or not. Yeah. And I think we're going to figure out more and more about that. And we kind of did in this episode. Like, he has some story that we don't know why he came here, and we need to figure that out. And it seems
1: really darker than we initially thought it would be.
2: Yeah. Like, I didn't really think he was going to have that much to do with the whole twin thing. But now I'm like, oh, he has something to do with it, and I'm on to (laughs) him. I almost think he has something to do with Derek's murder. I think R- so, too. Episode, but but maybe they want us to think that, and they're trying yeah. to trick us. You never know. <laughs> Originally,
1: when he was introduced, I thought he was just going to be a player, and now it seems like he could legitimately be a bad guy. Well, maybe he has morals, but...
2: Yeah, there's a quote that I wrote down that Rebecca said to him, and uh, she said... Uh, do what you're told, unless you want everyone to mm-hmm. know what you did. Yeah. And I was I like, that down ooh, sketchy. <laughs> like, what did he do? Yeah.
1: Um, so we also see that Alex kind of on to him. And he, you know, sees him and Mads flirting and getting kind of steamy at some points, and he's clearly not okay with it, because he knows that Jordan has something to do with him being in prison, essentially, and framing him, and it's... it's odd. It's like an odd relationship, because they're all living under one roof, and they all kind of hate each other, except for Mads and Jordan, but...
2: They kind of hate each other, too, in a weird way. It's just a horrible family dynamic at the moment. And Alec knows that they're doing stuff, but he doesn't know how to point it out, I think. Well, it's keep your friends close and your enemies closer, and he is
1: keeping his enemies as
2: close as possible. (laughs) Really close in his family, which is closer than most people would, but he definitely knows that something's going on. And when he confronted her, she was just like, oh, no, nothing's going on. I barely know him kind of thing, like playing stupid. Yeah. Which is, I think, smart. But she's gonna get caught, probably. She is gonna get caught. I think she's already
1: been caught. Um, Alec definitely knows. He just doesn't want to let on that he knows. And I genuinely think Mads doesn't want this to happen. But it's kind of like she can't I think she's help like, it. Weak, yeah. Like.
2: Once he turns on his charm, she's like, oh, I have to cave now. She said that it was supposed to be a one-night
1: thing, completely anonymous, and that he just kind of came into her life, and now she can't escape it. And I love the quote, because we said this in our last after show, that they were kind of the Martian Greg Brady. Yeah. And Jordan even said that. He's like, we're Martian, or Martian
2: Greg Brady made it work. It was (laughs) like, we made a prediction that wasn't one of our predictions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's wrong? that they're together despite him being a potentially bad guy do you think that it's wrong them hooking up
2: not really because they're not technically related and they're a little bit older i mean if they were little kids that would be like really weird or something but Mm -hmm. they just met they didn't know i don't think it's that bad but i feel like it's gonna be really bad once we find out his past yeah what do you think i think that
1: it's Okay, it's a little bit weird since they are kind of related, but if you if you think about it, they're not even technically stepbrother and stepsister because even though Jordan was
2: Rebecca's stepson at one point. He's not anymore. He's not related to Rebecca either. So I think it's far enough away for it not to be like it's not incestuous or anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's that bad. But it is still like, oh, we should keep this on the down low. Maybe it makes it more fun for them though, (laughs) like sneaking around. Sneaking around that probably is a lot of shit.
1: Yeah, it it creates some some sparks, some chemistry, and they're both. Very beautiful. That helps too, and
2: half naked, (laughs) which helps too. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, she seemed skeptical throughout the entire episode to start anything, but she finally caved in towards the end of it.
2: I feel like she always caves in. Like, she, her intentions are to stand strong, like, oh, I'm just going to walk inside and put my bags down, like in the last episode, and mm-hmm. then he jumps out of the pool looking all hot, and then she's like, oh, okay, fine, I'll, I'll swim with you, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's easy for her to cave and yeah. fall into that.
1: Um, so at the very end of the episode, they are actually caught by Dan um, while they are in a car together <laughs> um very very suspicious uh <laughs>
2: He just, like, drives up, too. Like, he wasn't in his cop uniform or anything. He just kind of showed up, right? If you
1: remember, it's because our next topic, which is a great segue, um, Alec asks Dan to go fishing or dig up some more dirt on Derek's murder to clear him. And so Alec was out there because he was looking into Derek, because Alec suggested, or not Derek, uh, he was looking into Jordan, and Alec suggested that Jordan had a bigger part in in this case which I think he might I think mm-hmm. he does definitely sounds like it or we're, we're led to believe that I don't know if it's true yet but yeah it seems like it can be tricky. he's us. got something whether it's a very small role or it's he killed Derek. I don't know what it is. I hope it's not that.
2: I know I want to like him, so I'm like, don't be a bad guy. I also I kind of felt for
1: him in the moment that we we thought that he was a player because he was playing Mads and Laurel at the same time, and now we know that he, his feelings for Laurel were because Rebecca told him to go after Laurel. I don't know if he actually had a crush on her or not.
2: Does that change your perspective on him, now that we
1: know that. It makes it seem more okay that he's with Mads now. Because it's more genuine, like, actual feelings. He's definitely only going after
2: her. It's not juggling the two girls anymore. Which is good. Yeah. It makes more sense now with the whole date thing when he brought her along to, like, the whole third wheeling thing. I was like, that's so awkward. If you're going after both girls, you wouldn't hang out with them both at the same time. So that makes sense, like, his feelings compared to what he's told to do
1: mm-hmm. yeah and he didn't see that as a date he said he just thought that was you know two friends, friends going out, to, going to a concert so I don't know we'll see their relationship develop more I'm sure as long as there isn't a roadblock of him going to prison or
2: anything do you think Laurel's gonna get mad at Mads if she finds out that they're still hooking up no I don't think so either she seems completely over him
1: yeah I think she's moved on. There's a little bit of a possibility, but I think that Laurel has grown up so much. She's matured so much in this season, especially, where it wouldn't be as much of an issue for her.
2: Yeah. Maybe last season it would have bugged her. but With this episode, too, she's so preoccupied with everything else that's going on. She's distracted. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And we'll get to that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Teresa and Dan have... Uh, an engagement. Uh, So
2: romantic. (laughs) I wanted to ask you. (laughs) So
1: what ends up happening is Dan ends up proposing to Teresa by taping the ring to a can of beer. Not classy. (laughs) What would you do? (laughs) I don't know. I I understand that it's more about the sentiment than the actual proposal. um, And I really... Liked when they mentioned, or when Dan mentioned that he bought the the ring back when they were actually in the academy. I thought that was that cute. was really sweet, and it didn't seem to bug Teresa. So she to each was their fine. own. She loved that the engagement, which
2: I I thought it was odd. I don't know if I would have. Me too. I was like that, but I think. I would be a little bit kind of like, oh, I'm getting proposed to in front of a trailer with a ring that's old taped to a beer can. (laughs) Like, could it be a little bit classier? Yeah. But she seems, she doesn't seem like a materialistic type, and she seemed really happy when they got engaged, so personal preference. She
1: said it was very, uh, it was like their relationship. That was, you know... It works for it them. It works for them, yeah. So as long as she's happy with it, then that's great. If she had thrown a tantrum, then <laughs> maybe it would be a different story, but it seems like they're very happy. It seems like Ethan's also happy for them. Uh, he may not want them all living under one roof or one trailer roof, but um, he's, he's happy that they're finally getting getting married. So. I actually
2: laughed out loud during that scene because it just <laughs> seemed so awkward. It was like, here's a can of beer. And then she's like, oh, and then they get engaged. And then Ethan's just like, what's going on? Oh, we're getting married. <laughs> Take a breath of air. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of an awkward scene, but yeah. it's funny. I guess they're all going to live in the trailer together.
1: Yeah, we'll see. She has an apartment somewhere, so maybe they can So maybe they can they go can there. leave the trailer for Ethan. Um We'll see. But uh, (laughs) Dan ends up getting kicked off of Derek's murder case, which we find out at their engagement party. That was a very quick engagement party. I feel like normally they take a, a couple months planning, but they seem like they had that the next day. Yeah, I feel like
2: they're rushing into it. I don't know if that's for a reason or they're just like, oh, we're ready. Let's get married. I, I definitely Quick, think though. they're ready because they did have that relationship in the past
1: and they want to move fast. Yeah. So it was a little weird that it was the next day or that same week, but it it doesn't seem odd that they're... They got engaged so quickly. I thought she looked really
2: pretty in that scene, too, because yeah. we always see her just like, dressed in her, in her work clothes, clothes yeah. and stuff. I was like, wait, that's her? Wow, she looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. She's always in her blazer and looking like a lawyer. Super yeah. professional serious yeah. business. She so. did look gorgeous.
1: Um, so we learn at the engagement party that Dan got kicked off of Derek's murder case, and the reasoning behind it was that they're beat cops, and they should have never been on the case in the first place, which seemed kind of weird to me. I don't it know. It's kind of sketchy.
2: Like, yeah. why were they placed on it if they're not supposed to be a part of it? And why didn't they have the real cops dealing with it? Mm-hmm. It's such a big case, too. Yeah.
1: Um, so, what ends up happening is Alec approaches Dan and says that he wants him to continue searching for clues in this case and evidence that would prove him innocent. I already thought that he was proven innocent. By the the cell phone phone, call. Yeah. But apparently, that's not enough. He wants to find out who the actual murderer is, which I understand. And uh, Dan is obviously skeptical of this because Alex, a shady shadester. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way that he convinces him is saying justice is important to Teresa. So we really find out in that moment how much Teresa means to Dan.
2: Yeah. I thought that was really cute, too. And. Teresa trusted Alex, so I feel like she's still kind of on his side and believes that there's someone else out there, and they want to find out who that is, so he won't take the blame anymore. But he's still sketchy. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, we know he's sketchy about something. Yeah. So, one of the shadiest people on the show
1: by far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another shady person on the show is Sutton, and she's, of course, lurking in the background during Alec and Dan's discussion.
2: And she, I was just wondering what she was doing there. I think she's just eavesdropping and trying to get all the information she can because she's. She knows a lot of the secrets and she's behind all, all the plans or some of them. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to know what everyone's page is yeah. on, I think. She's also, she's Rebecca's spy. Almost. She and is. <laughs> she reported back to Rebecca almost immediately, which we'll talk about later. Rebecca but- just has some sort of power over everyone, though. Like she kind of has like a spell over all the younger people that he's yeah. that she's bossing around, and Sutton's definitely under her control. I understand why Sutton would be under her control since she is her
1: mother, but and Jordan, yeah, kind of, yeah, to some extent. I think that they're also that control is kind of diminishing
2: mm-hmm. as we saw in this episode. But and the last one like Sutton didn't do the speech like she was supposed mm-hmm. to and things like that. So she has less and less power. Yeah. For yeah. the best. Um mostly because she's a bad person
1: and yeah. other people are starting to catch on. <laughs> so Teresa tells Dan that it's okay to help Alec and um Again, you know, this is just playing back to justice is important for Teresa. And she genuinely wants to find out, you know, who the killer is. Mm -hmm. She's invested in this case. And um, Alex says that uh, Jordan needs to be looked into, Mm -hmm. which
2: I don't know. He's, do you think that's because he just knows that Rebecca probably has something to do with it and he randomly just moved out or do you think he's really on to him and thinks he's done something? He definitely knows that Rebecca has to had something
1: to do with the murder and framing him. I mean, that's definitely clear. But I think that he the reason why he thinks that Jordan is in on it is because he just showed
2: up out of the blue. Mm.
1: Why why would why would he, he just show
2: yeah. up? Right it when he went to odd. jail, too. So it was weird timing.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely weird timing. But another another question another that will mystery. hopefully be answered. Yes. And we also heard from Teresa. She didn't spill the beans on what Alec actually said to her that convinced her to be his lawyer.
2: Yeah. I, I'm curious what he said to her because I wouldn't want to represent him, I don't think. Would you? If
1: if he was that convincing, we all know that Teresa is a very honest and genuine person, and I don't think that she would have done it had there not been significant evidence. He had to have told it's her, really I alibi. know who the murderer is, or you need to look at... Like, he had to have something to convince her, and he clearly did. Yeah. She's I want to know Yeah. She would have been smart enough to figure it out if, you
2: know... Well, they're on the trail to figure out who the real murderer is, which is exciting because I wanna know who it is too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me too. It's bugging me. Yeah. And we always see this theme about how it is everyone's saying like there's all these lies and it's the Lion Game.
2: Yeah. That's all it is. So It's funny because in the beginning of the show I thought the Lion Game was Gonna be like a school game, Mm -hmm. like in the first season. Like, oh, that's what it was originally. And now it's all the adults and murders, and it just gets bigger and crazier each episode. Yeah, that's what happens when you lie. It just
1: snowballs into all these crazy things. But um, I just want to mention before we go into our next topic, if you're watching us on YouTube or watching us on AfterBuzzTV.com live, then um, if you could just take a second out of your day and go onto iTunes and subscribe to our podcast, If you just type in AfterBuzzTV, you can find the Lion Game After Show. Click subscribe and then also rate and comment on our after show because we really do love feedback. Five stars would be amazing, but if you have anything that you you know want to let us know, whether you you have a prediction for the show or uh, you want to let us know what we're doing well what we can improve on we're always looking for feedback and we want to make the show as good as possible so all feedback is definitely appreciated and then also tell a friend because that's how we grow here at after buzz and are able to bring you free podcasts all you have to do is tell a friend We keep growing and then we're able to bring you even more shows. So if you like any other shows, I'm sure we do a podcast for them. Make sure to check
2: that out on AfterBuzz TV's iTunes page. And be sure to talk to us, because we're trying to figure out what's happening in this show, too. And if you guys are on to anything or have any predictions, we want to hear them.
1: I'm sure there there are many things that we miss or we we don't analyze as well as you guys at home could. Um, so if you pick up on anything,
2: there's a million things going on in the show. So if you pick up on even the smallest thing, let us know. And we could all have different theories, too. So we want to hear your guys' opinions also. They're probably different than ours. Yes. So. Um, be sure to share. So, the biggest part
1: of this episode was the journal and how it kind of
2: caused a rift in the family, in the Mercer family. And my prediction last week was wrong. I said that I thought Rebecca wrote the journal and forged it, which obviously that wasn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kristen did write it, but... She was very honest, and she just said, yes, I wrote it a long time ago. Those were my thoughts. They weren't supposed to be seen, and I don't think that way anymore. Mm -hmm. And I still have a soft spot in my heart for Kristen. I like her a lot, and I felt really bad for her in that scene. She definitely regretted it. And, I mean, those
1: words were really harsh, like, she said, if I could do the adoption over, I would. I would have never gone through with it. I wish I could give Sutton back. I mean, that's... I I understand that she was depressed, but to actually write those feelings down, I think that's what hurts Sutton the most.
2: I'm surprised even... I understand if you have to write down your feelings for therapy or something, but... Wouldn't you, like, throw that away afterwards? I don't know. It's still just hanging out around the house? or Well,
1: clearly, to get I don't seen? know where it was because we know that Rebecca found it somewhere. I don't know if she snuck into the Mercer's house and stole it. She could have found it 10 if, years ago. Or maybe, yeah, maybe she, maybe Kristen did throw it away and Rebecca was smart enough to, to pick it up once she found out who the, the kids were. So
2: crazy. Yeah,
1: I I do understand. I feel for Kristen because she has been such a genuine character throughout both seasons. And I mean, that must be difficult. You adopted a kid after a couple weeks, like you had no time to prepare. And then you find out a few weeks into the adoption that you're pregnant um, with another child. And she clearly had some depression going on. She mentioned that in this episode. She had to go off for antidepressants. And many mothers have postpartum depression.
2: Yeah. So. And with whatever else was going on that we're still figuring out, it must have been hard. Because yeah. it sounds like her husband was. Her you husband know, was distant. where.
1: And then the bomb was dropped that she had
2: feelings for Alec. I know. I was going to ask about that. I was kind of confused when they were talking about that, were they saying that she hooked up with him or that she had a crush on him? Um, Or some sort of feeling? Well, Alec
1: helped her out while she was depressed because she was staying at home with Sutton and she had another baby on the way. And it seemed like Ted was, you know, out of the picture. He wasn't really there to help her cope with all of these feelings. So Alec stepped in. We now know that... The reason why Ted was so distant was because he was having an affair with uh, Rebecca, and it just another love square Getting more tangled <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so Alec was really there for for Kristen, Kristen during all of this, and I wanted I don't to know like that. yeah. <laughs> Alec actually... Well, Sutton told Alec about this journal and that Kristen had feelings for him. He went over to the house and tried to console Kristen again. And it kind of seemed like there might be some lingering feelings there on both sides. What do you
2: think? I was thinking...
1: No, Kristen, don't do it. <laughs> he Bad put, girl. He put her hand on her in kind of a suggestive way like I want to help you out and she she reached for it.
2: Yeah, and then she like held it. It was oh. like, "Oh, you're holding that creepy guy's hand. What are you doing?" That's
1: what I thought. <sighs> Although the producers might have been playing us all along and maybe he is this really great guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who knows? But um this journal causes a rift in the family. Once Sutton drops a bomb and tells everyone that, you know, Kristen wanted to get rid of her and that she had feelings for Alec, Ted actually stormed out of the room, um, said that this is too much to deal with, and I don't know about you, I thought it was a little too harsh. Like,
2: he cheated on her, and she had feelings, but she never acted on it. I thought it was weird that he stormed off, too. I felt like Sutton should have been the one going crazy. And then maybe Laurel would be upset, too, because obviously her mom was depressed when she was pregnant with her or whatever. But I was surprised that he got so upset and stormed off. And then where did he go? He just, like, left. Who knows? knows? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But I... Yeah, I understand why Sutton was upset. And that almost gave us more insight into why she was um, kind of a brat all these years. Because she had that feeling deep down that her mother or her, her adopted mother didn't really want her.
2: And she said that. She's like, I've never felt the love from you mm-hmm. all these years. Which is weird that Emma feels the love, mm-hmm. but Sutton doesn't. But I guess it's just because she didn't grow up there. Yeah. And she's not used to it.
1: A lot of adopted kids, and I know this because I have like one of my pseudo cousins is is adopted, and um, actually another one of my cousins is adopted, it seems like a lot of people have um, these feelings of abandonment from their birth parents, and then sometimes they don't always connect with their, their adopted parents because they almost take that resentment out on them. Mm-hmm. for you know feeling abandoned and that kind of seems like what Sutton's going through you can go either way you can either really feel for those people that took you in and find them to be amazing people or you can resent them and it seems like that's what we see the dynamic between Sutton and Emma why
2: mm-hmm. they're so different and how they treat Kristen and Ted It's really weird, too, because usually when you feel that way about your parents abandoning you is when you're adopted later on. I feel like when you're older, like, wow, they left me. But it sounds like she was adopted when she was an infant. So Mm -hmm. that was surprising. And it makes more sense now because I always thought Sutton was so mean because she was really spoiled. Because yeah. I mean, look at her life, her closet. She's and definitely everything. entitled. Like, she has a lot of money. She's a spoiled brat. And mm-hmm. I thought she just took everything for granted because she's used to getting everything she wants. But now I feel more sympathy for her understanding where she comes from. Yeah. I she's definitely entitled in that she thinks she
1: deserves all of this. But the re- I think another reason why Emma is so appreciative of Ted and Kristen is that her life growing up was so rough. And mm-hmm. she had to go from foster home to foster home, and all of them were just awful to her. She had that awful, you know, foster sibling. Um, and Ted and Kristen were kind of saviors.
2: Yeah, I mean, home-cooked meals every night, things like that she's not used to. Not having to worry about the cops after you, not
1: having to worry about creepy, you know, people living with you. It was really, like, a safe haven for her.
2: Yeah, and Sutton doesn't appreciate it because it's all she knows. Mm-hmm. She takes it for granted. She definitely, definitely
1: does. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to know, when when that bomb was dropped, do you think Kristen was genuine in regretting what she wrote?
2: I think so. I think she... The way she responded, I think if she said, like, oh, I didn't write that or something. She was very, like, forgiving. She started crying. Yeah, she was just like, yes, I wrote it. She fessed up to it immediately and Mm -hmm. explained how she felt. Like, I wrote that so long ago. I was, you know, a little depressed and things like that. I think she was being genuine and honest about it, but I don't think she could have worded it any other way to make it sound better really she also said you know even though she did write this
1: that at the end of the day sutton was her savior i i don't know the exact quote but something along those lines
2: i thought that was sweet
1: yeah and sutton clearly that
2: went over her head she didn't care (laughs) yeah
1: into one ear and out the other um Sutton did seem like she had a little bit of remorse once Ethan came over and, you know, asked about this whole situation. She seemed like she was upset about it. She was eating ice cream, <laughs> which is kind of unlike Sutton. Um, I thought that was cute. <laughs> yeah. And she seemed a little bit remorseful for for doing it in that way. Um, it did seem like Rebecca put her up to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but she also, she was clearly
2: hurt. She's definitely more attached to Kristen than I thought Mm -hmm. after that scene, because it's upsetting enough for her to deal with that, because I think she does see her as her real mom, because she raised her, but she has some loyalty to Rebecca, because she's her biological mom for some reason even though she didn't raise her yeah we did see an interesting interaction at the
1: or towards the end of the episode between sutton and rebecca and sutton kind of called out rebecca for trying to split up the family and then she also questioned um if the killer is still out there Mm -hmm. which is a new thing like not believing everything that rebecca tells her that's good. Yeah. She's finally getting a mind
2: of her own, which could not come soon enough. <laughs> I know. I was worried she was just going to become her little kind of, like, follower. Yeah. So it's good that she's thinking on her own.
1: Well, in the first season, Sutton was so independent. She would do everything on her own, and she would make her own decisions. And Rebecca, once she came into the picture, once, once Sutton found her birth mother, she kind of lost sight of that. Like, she she f-
2: was a follower instead of a leader. She, leached like, leeched onto her, yeah. weirdly. Yeah. I don't know why she has that power over people, though, because I'm noticing it's, like, a thing. She's very manipulative. Mm-hmm. I think she's just a strong person that people want to follow or it's something. It's fading
1: quickly. And she's definitely manipulative. There's no question about that. She, she seems like she can convince people, even if it's through lying.
2: Yeah. And we've seen her do it to... Alec, even, you know, she'll, she's so two faced, like, oh, she's talking con- about him, and then, like, oh, hey, babe. She like,
1: convinced the cops that he murdered someone, and apparently yeah. he didn't. So she is definitely capable of a lot of manipulation.
2: <laughs> and she looks so innocent, too. She's mm-hmm. good at, like, oh, hey, honey, I made dinner. I'm going to make this. Let's hang out and do this. And it's like, no, you're Way sketchier than you act. They could not have cast
1: that role better. I think Charisma Carpenter, not only does she look like Alexandra Chando, but she like It's perfect. She she plays it perfectly. So applause to her. (laughs) Um but another another relationship that she has where she's manipulating a younger person is with Jordan. And um, Jordan actually is catching on to Rebecca's scheming. And he says, you know, you don't want to do this just to get back together with Ted. You genuinely want to ruin Kristen's life
2: and it's true yeah. it's, that's the whole thing is she's not just like oh I want to have this family it's like I want to ruin every aspect about this family and burn them all why do you think she's so vindictive I don't know. I think it's part of the whole secret that we haven't found out yet that maybe something happened to her and she's seeking revenge in a weird way. Was she jealous
1: or something? Because, I mean, it, now we kind of know that Ted loved Kristen and Alec might have had some feelings for Kristen. And, you know,
2: that used to be Rebecca's role. And then she got nothing. yeah. So, it could be a jealousy issue, and she's seeking revenge years later. I mean, it's so long ago, don't you think? Yeah. Because they're... How old is Sutton and Emma? They're, like, 17? Uh, Yeah, they're... I mean, they're seniors in high school. So, so, all of that happened, what, 17 years ago-ish, and no one's letting go of it. Yeah. I think she's jealous about something. She's got a grudge, and she just needs to...
1: Let it go. She needs to calm down. Yeah. (laughs) She's definitely crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, another topic of discussion for tonight. Emma and Thayer... Are on mm-hmm. the hunt for the for their birth or for Emma and Sutton's birth mother, which we and already know it's Rebecca. It yeah, and they finally figured it out tonight. I thought they figured it out a lot faster than Sutton did. <laughs> they
2: did. They just went up to that one lady and showed a picture of yeah. Rebecca. Well and there
1: there was, was a confirmed. little bit before. They um went to a hospital or the, the hospital that Emma and Sutton were born in and they were looking for other people who might have had twins on that day they obviously knew that Annie Hobbs was one of them and it was confirmed that Annie Hobbs both of the the kids that she had were stillborns mm-hmm. and the doctor actually said that the doctor that they talked to said um, you know you never forget that Yeah. and then they also reminded him of another woman who had twins that day And he said, it was a closed adoption case. You're not going to get a word out of me.
2: Which I was annoyed about. I was like, they need to know. (laughs) I I understand,
1: though. I mean, legally binding, he can't say anything. And uh, frankly, I don't know if he would have remembered.
2: I know. If that's his job. That seemed odd. I don't think he would have. It's so long ago, too. And I know that
1: doctors that, you know, deliver babies, they deliver, like, so many. Seven babies a day. So you imagine? (laughs) Yeah, and you know, 365 days a year, maybe not that much, but you're still delivering hundreds of babies every year. Probably wouldn't know, Hundreds of moms come through, and you have no recollection of who you actually saw. So it's good that they kept looking other places after that. Um, So they end up going to a woman's house who also had a baby on the same day, and um, Emma kind of pleads her case to the woman, which Mm -hmm. the woman finally lets on and says, oh, I kind of remember the woman um, who had twins that day. She was in a magazine, and she married some producer.
2: Yeah, they mentioned the music music industry, and then they were like connecting the dots in their head. Like, oh, Rebecca used to live out here and work in the industry, and pulled up a picture. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's her. Yeah. What are the odds? I wasn't expecting them to find out that quick. It was very fast,
1: and it makes me think: was Sutton really that stupid, or was it just you know they, she didn't have the same leads, or did she find out that fast and she just didn't tell anyone?
2: Well, we don't know when she found out is mm-hmm. the thing because in the whole first season, it looked like oh she was traveling all over these places trying to find her birth mom, ended up in Vegas, all over the place, and then all of a sudden she knew. Mm-hmm. And we're like, when did that happen? She clearly knew when she was in the hotel mm-hmm. um,
1: with Annie and Rebecca. And I don't know. Maybe that was the night that she found out, or she found out earlier.
2: I know. She could have known. I, I think they're going to tell us eventually when she found out, but that would help us figure things out way quicker.
1: It seemed like at the same time um, Rebecca was also searching for her. Yeah. So that could have
2: played into it. Because she just happened to move out there right when she came back from Vegas, right? Yeah. She was just there all of a sudden. Yep. Perfect Um,
1: timing. As
2: always. Yep. (laughs) Um, So
1: after they find out this news, Emma is definitely distraught. I mean, she not only is hurt that, you know... Rebecca who's this evil person is her mother, but she she's more hurt by Sutton not telling her and she knew that Sutton knew all along and has potentially been scheming for a while. hmm And I mean, Thayer even brings up, you know, my dad said not to trust her.
2: Yeah. And that's how you know she's not trustworthy because I don't think anyone really trusts her. Mhm do you? Oh, definitely not at all. All, right?
1: I I'm starting to trust her a little bit more at least in the last episode in episode 4 of the season I, I started trusting her again but she seems like she's still manipulating certain situations. Um, like definitely. mother, like daughter. Um, so Thayer suggests running away from their problems and going even further away from Arizona and Emily says that she wants to go back to Scottsdale to face these problems.
2: And what's going on in Scottsdale is one of my questions, because we have no idea, right? Yeah, there's no leads on that at all. They're just trying to say, like, oh, we're going to go there and figure this out. It's like, who's there? What's going on over there that needs to be figured out? Well, it's all of the.
1: It's all of the lies are there. I mean, they just want to confront it. So, yeah, we'll
2: see. Just um, have to see if they go there.
1: <laughs> I, I think that next episode they'll all be back together. Um, I mean, Rebecca, we even saw it at the end of this episode. Uh, Emma goes back to Scottsdale and confronts
2: Sutton. Um, She says she wants her life back. I know. And she was like, what about my family? And she's like, it's not your family. It's my family. So sad. (laughs) Being a witch with a capital B yet again. (laughs) If I was Emma, I would tell them. Well, I mean, she kind of did. Yeah. Yeah at the end Um, to Laurel. That is our last topic of the night. (laughs) Transition. (laughs) Great transition. Yeah. So Laurel is
1: finally catching on, which makes me wonder, how did she not catch on earlier?
2: There have been so many signs. I don't know how the parents still haven't caught on or anyone. I mean, do they just think she's intensely bipolar all of a sudden (laughs) and super happy and then, like, really mean all of a sudden and changing outfits all the time? I think... It's a little slow. They should have figured that out earlier. Yeah. They should
1: at least be suspicious, and no one has been until this episode where Laurel, or I guess last episode, where Laurel was starting to catch on because Mads was on the phone with Emma, and Sutton walked in the room.
2: I'm surprised that Kristen hasn't caught on at all, because she's been so nice to her and then so mean to her as Sutton, so I feel like she should have caught on first, but
1: nope. I mean, Kristen is so oblivious to this situation. She doesn't know that twins exist. I would feel like Ted should know something, too. Like, yeah. He would be more aware,
2: because... Because he should know the history more than anyone. Yeah.
1: I guess he didn't know about the twins,
2: but still, whatever. So He knows about the sketchiness yes. of the, <laughs> the rest of it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
1: Ethan thinks that Sutton should tell... Laurel, because Laurel's been going around. She asked Ethan, she asked Mads what's going on. And they're both bad liars. Yeah, and um, Sutton disagrees. Of course, she thinks that she shouldn't tell Laurel. Um, So, what ends up happening is Laurel becomes a little bit of a spy, and (laughs) follows Sutton to Rebecca's place. Overhears the conversation, kind of, and she's trying to climb a wall to get even closer looked shaky. I knew it was going to happen five
2: minutes before it did, but she she fell. And then they see her fall on oh the ground. Gosh. And then they made up a story saying, oh, she has a crush on Jordan, so she was probably just spying on him. Mm-hmm. But nope, she was just trying to get info about Sutton being sketchy. Yeah. And then the parents were questioning like why were you even at our house and then they, they just had lies ready like oh I was looking for Mads oh I was doing this because definitely quick so on their crazy. feet yeah they're really good at improv <laughs> <laughs> if they were if their characters were actors obviously they are you've,
1: you've got to be if you're that manipulative you have to mm-hmm. you know figure out lies upon lies upon lies um, and it was believable it was, believable. Lies, it was believable yeah I would believe them mm-hmm. um, so Laurel is in, in the, the hospital, hospital. Mm-hmm. yeah, and you know there 's a fight between Ted and kristen ted can 't forgive Kristen for having you know feelings for Alec, which is
2: completely over dramatic in my opinion, yeah <laughs> and it 's in the past so long ago and yeah. I think it's so stupid that he's mad at her for having feelings for Alec when he cheated on her during the same time when she had a crush on him. But she didn't calling do the anything. kettle black. It's so stupid yeah. and I think it's a, like more hypocritical. It's an ego thing for him.
1: Men are always so like that would bruise his ego if, you know, he wasn't the only man in her
2: life even though she wasn't the only woman in his. So it's double it will blow over. Yeah, um, it doesn't look like it's going to
1: happen anytime soon. No, he angry. he probably would hold a grudge longer than Kristen would, as we saw. You know, she forgave him
2: very quickly. Um, so that means Rebecca's plans working just how she wants it to. Since the reaction happened that way, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so far it's her plans working. Hopefully yeah. it won't end though. Mm-hmm. So
1: uh, Laurel and Emma, or er, uh, not Laurel and Emma, Sutton and Emma have a confrontation as we already discussed outside the hospital about getting Emma wants Sutton's life back, <laughs> mm. which was always a plan all along. Sutton says no. And so Emma is forced to tell Laurel the truth, which is about darn
2: time. <laughs> she just goes in the hospital another way, so she won't get caught, and mm-hmm. I think that was smart. I really wanted her to do that. I was like, oh, you just need to tell the family that there's twins, so you don't get cut out of it, because Sutton obviously doesn't care where you go, if you're in LA or Vegas or here, whatever. And I don't think that Laurel would have a problem with it.
1: I think that she would understand, and she clearly, you know, is more connected with Emma than she is with Sutton.
2: yeah. And I think she's going to... I hated that the episode ended at that part. I was like, no, "No, I want to see their conversation. So I'm really hoping next week they pick up right where they left off, which they won't. You know, they'll be like... We'll we'll find out more
1: information in the next episode. But I honestly, I wish that Emma had come clean to Laurel much earlier. I don't think that Laurel would have told anyone. I think she would have understood why this had to remain a secret. And it would have you know, cleared up a lot of confusion,
2: and it probably would have
1: helped Emma in the long run.
2: I think so, too, because Laurel's a really good character, too. Like, I don't think she's the type that would backstab or do anything about it. I think Mm -hmm. she would have been really loyal to Emma, especially understanding her background and where she's come from and how she really has that bond with her. I think they would have just gotten to be best friends, almost. Yeah. But who knows if that will happen.
1: It wouldn't have hurt Laurel so much in, you know, having this... She has this amazing sister in Emma, and then she has this mean person, you know, who she lives with (laughs) in Sutton, who is telling her she's not good enough for guys, and
2: she's crazy and creepy and whatever else. I'm just glad she finally knows, because she was... She was on that trail. She knew that there was two of them. And she even said that. She's like, I feel like there's two of you guys, even though that's not even a possibility. Like, there's something weird going on with you. Mm -hmm. And she was right. Yeah.
1: Uh, So, she also asked Laurel for help. What Mm -hmm. do you think that's going to be?
2: I don't know. I think she's going to try to stay there somehow and make her way into the family or still stay connected with them mm-hmm. because she's not going to want to go back to where she came from well, obviously she wants to be there and then worst comes to worst be with there in LA or something but i don't think she wants to do that really either mm-hmm. so i think that's going to be her favor yeah or maybe the favor is telling her parents i i
1: think Hannah it's Kristen. more of Emma knows that Sutton is trying to split up the family, and Emma needs to get back in there. So to I don't. Mend it. I don't know whether it's telling Kristen and Ted yet, or it's just uh, you know. So Laurel knows, and she knows not to trust Sutton.
2: Yeah. It could be a mixture of those things to, like, make sure she doesn't break up your family because that's what she's trying to do. Yeah.
1: And honestly, I think that at this point, uh, especially Kristen and Laurel, will accept Emma into the family,
2: like, permanently. I think too. So. I think they'll all like her because she's just better to be around, (laughs) too. I would rather hang out with her than Sutton. She
1: definitely deserves to be in the family over Sutton, uh, even though Sutton's been it for much
2: longer. I feel like she, that Emma should just be part of the family, and then Sutton and Rebecca should just go off and have their own little family where they tan and drink or whatever they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make up lies together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so
1: I think that wraps up our, our recap for this week. But let's get into news and gossip.
0: AfterBuzz TV News.
1: Not much news this week. And I think
2: we read the same article,
0: it <laughs> <Yeah>. sounds
1: like. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ryan Rotman did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, and uh, we both read this. We uh, He didn't really give much away, but he did say, you'll be surprised when the story fills out with Jordan. As the season goes on, you'll figure out that he has more to do with just uh, than just being the new guy in town.
2: Yeah, and you figure out his background and his intentions for why he moved out there, mm-hmm. which might have to do with the murder, we're thinking, right? Yeah. He is hot stuff right now. I is <laughs> news and gossip worthy it's not juicy at all but I'm a big Pinterest user and I've been like you know scrolling through the shoes whatever and his face pops up oh regularly and I'm like okay all these teenage girls are probably obsessed with oh, him he's
1: gorgeous of course they're gonna be obsessed with him hopefully he's not like his character in real life <laughs> yeah
2: well in that interview I don't know if you saw that one part it was like this tidbit at the end but his first day filming I guess he found out he was on the show he crammed and watched the first season in two days, and then he met the the girl that plays Mads right when they did mm-hmm. the pool scene. So it was yeah. like, "Hi, nice to meet you." Jump Alice. in the pool, let's make out. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, I saw that. That in must a, have been funny. He
1: did another interview a couple weeks ago with Wet Paint, and he mentioned that that was his first day on set, his first scene, first scene,
2: first time meeting her. You have to make in, like, out two
1: seconds. It's. It's a tough job being an actor. Tough
2: job. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're both
1: gorgeous,
2: so yes. it's not too bad.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, let's move on to predictions.
0: And now, your After Buzz TV Predictions.
1: <laughs> We've made a lot of predictions throughout this after show.
2: (laughs) I know. It's really hard not to with a show like this compared to other shows, though, because the whole time we're like, what? 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 What's going to happen next episode? So what are your biggest predictions?
1: I think that um, Rebecca's scheming is actually going to crumble. I think that she's losing her followers. Jordan is clearly, you know, not supporting her, you know, her schemes any longer, and it seems like Sutton is teeter tottering on the fence as to whether she wants to help out Rebecca any further or not. Um, so I I really feel like that that whole relationship is going to crumble. Um, and then also, I mean, we're gonna. I think Laurel's gonna find out more as to, you know, this whole twin thing. Emma's gonna explain everything. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think, though, that they're gonna tell Ted and Kristen yet. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree with that. And I think that one of my predictions is I think Dan and Teresa are gonna find out more info about Jordan and kind of that will unravel into whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I think that... Emma and Laurel are going to get really close yeah. and have some special bond or friendship where they're the good guys plotting to yeah. do the good stuff and bring the families back together. That'll be good to finally see. I know. I hope I, that happens. I also, that if think, doesn't.
1: Yeah, I also think that once uh, Mads finds out about Joran's past, I don't think she's going to stick around
2: Yeah, with him, at least. She's going to peace out and do her own Not thing. Not support him anymore. That's going to be weird, though, because they live together. They might not live together for long. That's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So if you guys at home have any predictions, we want to hear them. Uh, because you might have different opinions than ours. Uh, but in the meantime, you can always talk to us online. Uh, what's your yeah, Twitter handle? you can
2: find me on Twitter at Danica Kennedy and at DanicaKennedy.com. Cool. And you can find me on
1: Twitter at Katherine Kelly. You can find all of us on Twitter at TV. So make sure to follow um, and give us your thoughts on this episode. We will be back here for another after show for The Lying Game next Wednesday. So make sure to tune in for
2: that.